Welcome back to the Our View Podcast. On today's episode, I welcome my guest, Tammy McSweeney Pettiford. Tammy is a licensed realtor in the states of New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Our discussion today covers the topic of accessible and affordable housing for those who have disabilities. We talk about many resources that are available to those with disabilities who are looking to rent a home or to own a home. This is a very important topic, and I really am excited to share this episode with you all today. I would like to welcome everyone back to another episode of the Our View podcast, where we aim to educate, raise awareness, and change the tone of conversation. I am very excited to welcome my guest today. My guest today is Tammy Pettiford. She is uh, a friend of mine who I've known, uh, we were just discussing this my whole adult life. (laughs) Tammy and uh, one of my cousins uh, went to college together and um, I've I've known her for all of my adult life. That's the easiest way to say it. (laughs) Uh, We say we are cousins, we are not really cousins, but we are, you know, that's my cousin. So uh, (laughs) I'm very happy to welcome you to the podcast today, Tammy. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, this new technology thing and podcast is new to me. So to be on a podcast with you is a big honor, but I feel like um, this is a great place for me to start off with an interview. Yes, I'm so happy. And um, so I am in, uh, this is part of our third season of the podcast. And uh, as I mentioned, the podcast is uh, to educate, raise awareness, and change the tone of conversation about disabilities. And in this third season of the podcast, uh, I will continue my um, regular style interviews of interviewing people who have disabilities and telling their stories and the things that they are doing uh, to help the disability community. And also in addition to that, I want to um, start creating episodes that are related to uh, resources that are available to those who have disabilities. So. Uh, you are here today to um, share your experience of uh, working as a realtor and to uh, talk about some of the uh, resources and um, things that are available to those within the disability community to help them rent or purchase a home. So I'm very excited for this conversation today. Yeah, so can you, uh, to kick off the interview, can you... um, Tell us who is Tammy, who are you, what do you do, and any other uh, fun things, cool things you want to share with our uh, listeners. Sure. So um, Tammy is Tammy McSweeney Pettiford. Um, been married, I think, um, eighteen, going on 18 or 19 years now. Um, and I just couldn't let go of the McSweeney, so it just kind of stays there with me. Um, and I have two daughters, and I have a dog. And I'm a lover of people in all things fun. Um, I'm a realtor. I've been in real estate, oh my goodness, for, I'm in my 17th year now. Um, I work primarily in the Southern New Jersey area. Um, I work for Remax Preferred in Cherry Hill. Um, I have my license in Pennsylvania as well. So I'm a license in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. And I'm actually a, um, broker associate. So what that means is I have the ability to open up at any point in time my own real estate office. I also have the ability to manage a real estate office for an employing broker. So those are all um, very exciting things. I went to school for business and 
decided um, that I was going to go into real estate. And so I've been at 17 years and I love it. Um, so that's a little bit about me. Uh, and I tend to volunteer a lot. I, I spend a lot of time volunteering throughout a lot of communities that I, even that I work in. So it's also a little bit about me. Yeah, that's great. I didn't realize you had been a realtor for so long. That's really fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> also didn't realize you had been married that long either, because I think that's yeah. probably because I forget how old I am. Um, <laughs> so. I, look, I'm not that old. Right. Time My is... husband will be 50 soon, but I'm not that old. Right. He's got a young woman. <laughs> <laughs> right. Time just really flies by. And I'm just like, wow, like, okay. I, I know I said I've known you my whole adult life, but I'm like, wow, I've been an adult a long time. Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh wow. So, um, in part of our um, conversation and leading up to this uh, episode of the podcast, we were talking about ways that, um, you know, the realtor is there for their client to um, help uh, find a specific place for their client to live, and um, along with that, as uh, someone who has a disability, there might be certain things that the person might need. Uh, we discussed a uh, possibility of uh, if the person doesn't drive, like being uh, close to a train or a bus route where they can access public transportation to get around, or um, if the person may have uh, uh, something like PTSD from um, military, from their military service where loud noises or bangs, like we um, discussed the town that we uh, why well, I used to live in, you still live there, has a gun range. And at times, I know yep. you can hear the uh, the guns going off. So um, how is it that a realtor can uh, really be there for their client who may have uh, certain needs uh, because of their disability? What, what are certain ways that you can uh, look into finding them their perfect uh, home, uh, their place to live? So I think um, one thing that's really important is that as a real estate agent, and then people may differ, have a difference of opinion, but I think it's important that we treat all people the same. When we come into a transaction, you have to have your standards set up. So one of my standards is first I need to figure out my client and how do you figure them out? You have to ask questions. So for a realtor and for a potential buyer or renter, you need to actually be comfortable with that person. If you, if you feel a little apprehensive or it's just not the right person, there's nothing wrong with saying, you know what, I'm going to take a break or trying to kind of interview realtors before they help you because everybody has wants and everybody has needs. You know, some people need a four bedroom house. Some people need a house with a ramp. Why do they need a house with a ramp? And so how do you ask those questions without being um, overly um, intrusive, I guess is the word I want to use. Just ask the question because ultimately we all have fears. And so if you kind of play around with it and, and you really don't ask what a person needs, or if you don't understand what a person needs, um, how are you going to be able to service them? So, so the first thing for me is, it's always, what are your wants? What are your needs? What are the things you like, you dislike? What is your lifestyle? So when you ask a person what their lifestyle is, if it's someone that says, well, I'm a real homebody. Okay, well, do you drive? Um, no, I don't drive. I'm afraid to drive. So if I put you in uh, Southern Jersey, somewhere like uh, Mullica Hill, if you if you you're going to need transportation and so as we know in this southern jersey region there's a new train line going down like to glassboro so there are train lines along the way that you can you can get to but you're going to probably need to be somewhere where 
you can get some form of public transportation. So the, the one key thing is understanding, and it, it's like an interview process, and there's a, a real level of comfort there. And in some cases, you don't know, even someone may not have, someone may have a disability that you cannot look at them and tell that they have a disability, like you don't know. So sometimes we get caught up in thinking that everybody's just so perfect because we have what the world tells us is perfect, you know? Um, and then we have what we're trying to get past, the things that we're, where people say, oh, well, they have this. No, sometimes people have challenges. We all have them, right? Mm -hmm. So in order to get past those challenges, you have to be real direct and, and you have to be direct and the person that you're working with needs to be direct and, 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 and nicely ask the questions. It can be uncomfortable, but I feel like if it's uncomfortable, that's where the trouble starts. So just building a level of comfort. Yeah, I think that's so true to ask the question because mm -hmm. you, you can look at someone um, and might be able to see, like with myself, you can see that I use my crutches or you see that yep. I use a wheelchair. So you can um, start to make certain assumptions about what I might need for my house, my apartment to look like. Um, but you, just looking at me, you, can, you don't know my full, the full extent of my abilities. So, right. you know, I might need, you might assume that I need some things that I don't need. Um, right. I remember looking for um, my first apartment and one of my big things was that I needed a washer and dryer in my apartment. Like not mm -hmm. one that was in the basement or not one that was, you know, if it was an apartment building, not one that was on down the hall or down in the basement or, uh, you know, in another building on the property. Like I wanted, I needed one. It's not that I wanted one. I needed one because if it's hot outside, if it's raining, if it's snowing, I can't lug a whole laundry basket, right. you know, down the hall and, and down the elevator and have to, and that was the other thing. I have to worry about being in a building with an elevator. If the elevator breaks, how yep. am I going to get down? Like, these are things that I have to consider for myself uh, from a, a, a safety issue as well, because you know, if there's an emergency in a, a high rise apartment building that I'm living in and the elevator doesn't work, what's my plan to get out? <laughs> so it's it's those types of things. Uh, as I said, I walk with braces and crutches, so I would be able to get down steps. It would take me a, a long time, but I'm capable of doing that. But not everybody has that same ability. So mm -hmm. where they can get out of their wheelchair. So I, I think it's very important that um, as a potential buyer to, uh, you know, talk to the realtor and find out, uh, you know, to find out what, what they're capable of uh, locating for you and finding uh, mm -hmm. that place for you that fits your needs that uh, of those things that you need, which they are very different than what you want. Um. <laughs> Absolutely. And sometimes what people think they want doesn't end up being that at all. Right. Um, yeah, it, it just doesn't. I, I know with, um, like uh, ADA and, and different standards that are out there. Um, if you're renting, one of the things that's a big deal when you're renting is if you're not with a realtor that understands that minor concessions a tenant can negotiate, um, and sometimes they're non-negotiable, they just have to be done, you know, and there's some things they have to be done at the landlord's expense. So if you were looking at an apartment with a client and you did not know that that client had a disability, and they said, well, that light switch is too high. And you said, oh, unfortunately, that's where it's at. 
that's not a good thing because if you can't see or tell, you don't know what that person's disability is and you can't see or tell that they, I'm looking, I'm kind of looking over here because there's a light switch over here. Mm -hmm. But um, there are things that landlords have to do by law and it, it's non-negotiable. So if it's um, reasonable concession, they have an apparatus that you can put on the light switch and move it up and down. And also as a real estate agent, you need to also help um, the landlord along because sometimes landlords may have not had a diverse group of tenants. And so in that diversity, a lot of times we just think of color, religion. We think of those type of things. We don't always think about our physical um, or mental place as it relates to disabilities. So it's really important that you're able to educate the landlord and say, hey, listen, you can't say no to that applicant. You have to do this and pull out the regs and show them where to go, help them to be better, a better person. Um, you know, so there, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, you know, somebody came in and they said, well, I need a ramp. So that may be something that is within a reasonable concession, but maybe if it isn't and the person says, well, how am I going to afford to put the ramp in? It's a good thing as an agent to know to ask the question, what organizations do you belong to? Um, your source of income, as long as you have a legal source of income, it can be used to rent or purchase that that's the law however maybe if a person is receiving social security disability there may be some resources through those organizations or that agency to help you get the ramp put in at a discount price um, where they'll bring the ramp install it i know for veterans there's a program if you're looking at an apartment and you have a um, an individual that really needs grab bars there's a great guy out there he's called that grab bar guy and he will come out and he'll install the bars that are needed to make your um, your shower a comfortable space. And he's also going to install them um, very specific. It's not going to be like me just trying to install a bar and I don't know weight requirements, height requirements. It's going to be insp installed professionally and by the code that it's supposed to be installed by. And there are programs that will um, that will pay for that or pay for a portion of it. And, it, and also depending on what type of health care you have. Um, you may be able to get those bars installed for free. So there are a lot of there are a lot of resources out there. And so your agent may not know those things right away, but definitely if they're really trying to do their job, it's it's like, hold on, let me figure this out, let me see what we can do. But it's all about the communication and asking the questions. Yes, that's so important. And um the apartment I live in, I um I'm renting from um people that I know. So, um, I, at the time I, I began renting from them, I didn't know them well, but, um, mm -hmm. my landlord, he was very clear and very upfront with, let me know what it is you need in here and we'll make it yep. happen. You yep. know, let us know. And as far as like grab bars for the shower, um, it, they were already there. And he said, if they're not where you need them to be, let me know. We will move them. We will get them to where they need to be. If you need anything else. Like, just let's talk about it. And the communication is so important. And um, as you said, even if the realtor is not familiar with, you know, the certain resources that may be available, like talk it over and let, like try to figure it out together. I think that's a very, uh, very good thing. Very great thing to mention. And, um, you know, there are laws and there are resources out there to help you pay for yeah. these things. And it's just so, at times, they're, they are so difficult to find, though. So that is, um, it's a really big reason why I wanted to um, have you on here today to 
start this conversation of, you know, letting people know that you, you can live independently as a person with a disability. There are resources and a lot of um, things available to you. Mm -hmm. um, you just have to search for them or, and, or connect with the right realtor that is um, open to having these converse, these types of conversations with you. So um, thank you for, for that information. Can you tell us a little bit about um, the uh, housing and urban housing and urban development uh, choice vouchers that they have and um, and what they're for and and I know uh, this is a this can be a very deep and detailed <laughs> uh, conversation sure. so this will most likely be a part two and possibly three conversation that we have yeah. uh, with you and with other people who. Uh, and give more detailed information, but can you just give a general overview of what the uh, HUD uh, vouchers are about and how they can be um, beneficial and helpful to those who have disabilities? Certainly. So there are so many things through HUD that are out there. Um, and so with the, the housing vouchers, what it is, typically individuals who earn a certain amount of money per year. Um, can be eligible and entitled to use these vouchers for down payment assistance and help with moving forward with home ownership. So each program can be different. HUD actually has um, not, just, not just the voucher program, but there are other banks that have federal funding for what would be considered um, low income. And so one thing, and, and I don't wanna quote too much, but one thing I've learned through research is that oftentimes individuals with disabilities can, um, there's, a, there's a, a higher percentage of individuals with disabilities that are considered to be low income. And so with that, they may feel that they cannot purchase a home because if you don't have a certain income, where are you saving the money for the down payment for the home? Everybody has a right to home ownership. So with these programs that are out there, and there are several, and I've actually talked to a couple of different lenders that I worked with, work with, I should say, that are willing to share some of those programs. Um, but the voucher program would be, you'd, you'd have to be looked at based on what your income is, do you qualify? And if you do qualify, the benefit is they would be able to help you with some down payment assistance. That, that's the benefit essentially of the program. Also something to add, anybody who's receiving section eight, that is disabled could also, or not disabled, but through Section 8, they have programs, and people don't know this, that are on Section 8, where you're able to actually work with Section 8 to get the down payment for your property. So there's some like awesome, awesome programs out there, but everything is like the best kept secret, and nothing should be the best kept secret when it comes to home ownership um, and fair housing things and issues. I think we all need to be talking about it, but unfortunately, it doesn't happen where it just takes one person for you to help to be able to learn, okay, we can do this. So um, that is, in reference to the vouchers, that is something it would be income-based and we would need to actually get a mortgage professional on to talk about it. Um, if I may add something to that, uh, I was able to help a woman about probably 12 or 13 years ago and um, she had two children that were disabled. And she said, you know, I'm tired. She, she said, I'm tired of renting. I just want to buy a home. So literally that day when she walked in my office and told me this information, I called up a lender that I've, I've known him for 17 years. So basically my home real, whole real estate career. 
And back then, people used to drive, as we talked about technology earlier, Arthur, back then, people used to drive to the office and the mortgage reps would qualify your, your client. So he came to the office and he qualified her. That day, we got in the car and we went out. The reason why I say this is that when he qualified her, he asked her this question, do you receive any type of um, child support, social security? And he named off a few different things. And she said, well, I don't, but like I said, I have two children and they are both disabled. And she said, I really want a place that we can make our own home. And I don't have to worry about the fear of constantly moving because the lease is up. And he was able to look at her as a guardian, look at her children's um, social security benefit. And actually that counts as income. So if you're an individual that's out there and you have a family member that you're the guardian of and they are receiving um, you know, social security disability, that's something to make certain that you let the lender know. There's so many people that I meet, they don't even think about it. And you know, that child may be, be permanently disabled. So if you're able to purchase a home and make that home you basically your, your castle, your palace, and make it comfortable for your family to live in without the fear of, are we going to have to move again? Um, it's a beautiful thing. So that's something that I learned very early on in my career that, um, and that, that, and it goes along with discrimination where you have to say, Hey, uh, lawful forms of income do count. You can't say to someone, or you can't qualify for this loan because you received this. Basically things are based on, um, the overall loan commitment would be based off of um, approval. So she had her own income, but her children's income is what really afforded her the ability to, to home ownership for her family. Um, you know, so that, that was a beautiful thing there in that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's, there's so many different ways to be able to get funding and receive funding and, and people should not assume because they don't make a lot of money or because they have a small income or they only have their social security disability as an income, they should not assume or feel like that's not a viable income. Always share that with the lender to find out how that income can help your pre-qualification for a property. Yeah, that is so, so true as most, um, well, not most, but I would say the those who do receive the social security disability uh, checks, uh, you know, you're limited to the amount of money you can have in your bank accounts. So mm -hmm. it's, you know, and that's one thing that they look at for, you know, making down payments and qualifying for mortgages and things like that. So if you don't have, Absolutely. if you don't have any more than $2,000 in your bank account, which I think that's the limit that you're allowed to have, then, you know, you, you would just, you would automatically think that you won't qualify, that you won't qualify for, you know, any loans or, or mortgages, but, um, you know, there are ways that you can use that to your benefit to help you out to your advantage um, to, to use these uh, these this assistance that you receive to um, you know qualify for the home ownership and I think it's just it's a great thing if you're capable I've been in my apartment now for five years uh, which is crazy to think about but it's it's really crazy to think about but it's uh it's, it's great. It's, it's such a great feeling to, uh, you know, to have my own space. I'm renting, uh, right now and I'm, I, personally, I'm okay with that. Um, but <laughs> I know. Listen, not everybody wants to own their home. Right. And that's, that's a choice. I mean, I know right. people and they're like, listen, I'll give the landlord all the money. I don't, they don't want, and that's, they don't want to own a home and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But I think that 
in saying that, Arthur, I think that brings and raises another another key point. When we talk about, um, and I, this is more of an income thing, we know that there's some t statistics out there surrounded by individuals with disabilities and what income looks like. But I think it's important to realize and to know that um, it's, it's fearful if you think of, oh, my income is not that high and with this income, what if this goes wrong? What if that goes wrong? It's important to, to help people through those fears and let people know don't start putting up barriers like the rest of the world has wanted to put up for you. Um, there's always a way through things and there's always a solution. And I can tell you, personally, I do know about programs in Camden County for individuals that have a lower income. So let's just say that um, you needed a roof replacement. Camden County does have programs out there where you can get assistance and get help. So if you're not planning on moving for a long period of time, you can you could potentially um, use one of these programs. Usually it's like a 10 year, like if they put a new roof on your home, it's 10 years. Um, if you if you sell the home in less than 10 years, then you may be responsible for paying a portion of those monies back. But there's a lot of great things out there. So I think that's also part of the, the dialogue and the conversation when we're talking with any, any person. Like I said from the beginning, you treat everybody the same. But the thing is, we're not having conversations about people who need different services. I have a client and I, I told her, I said, listen, you know, this is a big undertaking, but it's something you want and you don't have to be alone. And one of the things I know, she went through a program and it was with down payment assistance. And because of her income, she qualified. But I gave her everything I could give her for Camden County that if she got in trouble, that she would have um, some backup. And I told her, you went from paying $1,200 a month rent that was killing you to $500 on a mortgage. So I suggest within the limit, you save up that $2,000 or whatever that number is within the limit for the first year. Because if something happens and you can't get the program to cover you, if programs changes, government funding isn't there, at least you have a little nest egg. Don't blow it all in one place. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So true. Oh my goodness. But it's, um, it goes back to what you, uh, one of the original things you were saying, have these conversations, talk about things mm -hmm. and share these things with your realtor and your landlord and whoever else is uh, assisting you with finding uh, your home because it's, mm -hmm. they, it's like the people can't help you if they don't know what, you know, what, what is out there. If, um, you know, if you are receiving the uh, assistance with the government assistance, you know, that's fine. Talk about that. There are things that are, uh, that you can use to your advantage and, and they can uh, benefit you greatly. So, uh, you know, I think it, it's very important again, to just have the conversation and just be real and open about everything, what you, um, you know, what you have and, and what your needs are and, and what you would like uh, your home to, to look like and, and to be inclusive and accessible to you and for your needs. I think is, is a very, um, very important thing for people with and without disabilities, actually. It's just, mm -hmm. just to, um, mm -hmm. you know, to talk about it and, um, you know, creating, like you said, creating your castle and your palace just to uh, have your own space is, um, you know, it's definitely achievable and attainable and you just have to, uh, you know, just have to have that conversation and, and really um, make it happen for you, so. Thank you, Tammy. I um, I appreciate all of this uh, very great information. Can you just um, can you share with our listeners where 
um, how they can get in touch with you if um, they sure. are in the South Jersey or New, New Jersey or Pennsylvania area. <laughs> sure. Um, I just want to have an ask of your viewers. So when we talk about veterans, disabled veterans, there's a lot out there for them. There's a lot. It's very easy to find homeownership programs for disabled veterans. It's, it's easy to find resources for them in my experience and in what I do. If anyone out there knows of any additional programs, maybe it's for um, millennials with disabilities that are looking to buy, I don't know. If there's anybody out there that knows of home ownership programs that they've been through and you're watching this podcast, please get in touch with me. It's Tammy McSweeney Pettiford. Um, my cell phone number is 856-952-7679. My um, email address is Tammy, T-A-M-I-E-P-E-T-T-I-F-O-R-D at gmail.com. You can find me um, on Facebook. You can find me on the gram, as the youngins say, which I'm not that great at, but I'm getting better. I have a life coach. She's helping me out, so I'm going to do better with that. But please, please, please reach out if you need to rent, you need to buy, you need to sell. Maybe you're someone who's been through the process, and you can give me some additional insight on ways to help my clients that may have certain disabilities. Um, but if you know of any programs out there, please get in touch with me. And if, if that's not your choice to get in touch with me, please get in touch with Arthur and share with him any additional knowledge that you can help so that I can grow a better network for individuals that need different services. But once again, Tammy Pettiford, I work for Remax Preferred in Cherry Hill, 856-952-7679. Fantastic. Um, as, as I mentioned, this will um, definitely have a part two and beyond uh, to continue this conversation because it is, uh, it's very much uh, a conversation that's missing uh, for those mm -hmm. who have disabilities. And again, like we, I, I love what you said, like for people not to put, not to make their own barriers because the world creates barriers, <laughs> enough barriers mm -hmm. for us. So, you know, don't just count, count yourself out from being able to rent your own place or own your own place uh, just yep. because you have a disability or because you're on a fixed income or the social security check, uh, don't count yourself out. Just, you know, meet with a realtor, meet with, uh, you know, the people that are able to help you and figure all of this out because mm -hmm. it is, again, it is achievable. You can definitely uh, make this a goal for yourself and, um, it can all be done. It can all be done legally, which is great. Yep. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, you don't have to cut any corners. Like there are ways to do it legally. So, uh, you know, feel free to reach out to me and uh, to Tammy and we can uh, hopefully connect you with the right people and, and make this, uh, you know, if this is your, your dream, your desire to have and to make happen, it, it's possible. So um, you should have it. Yes, yes. <laughs> So thank you, uh, Tammy, thank you for this conversation. And um, again, I look forward to continuing this uh, conversation with you and some others about uh, home ownership and, and loans and things like that, that we can uh, offer to the listeners and, um, you know, have them have them just be uh, independent and, and just uh, live their, their best life. So uh, <laughs> Thank you for this uh, for this opportunity. Thank you for your time. And I will, um, of course, I'll see you soon. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.
Yeah. It's been an honor and a pleasure. And I, I hope that we can, like you said, um, move further with this and maybe find individuals who really want homeownership just to share the information. No obligation to use me. Maybe we can create a checklist of an interview for individuals that are looking to buy that are you know, leaving their apartment. Maybe we can work on something like that. No obligation, but just something that we can offer to your viewers and the general yes. public. That sounds like a fantastic idea. We will definitely discuss that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> this concludes this episode of the Our View podcast. We thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on our YouTube channel. Make sure you're following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for more disability-related content at Our View for Life. That's O-U-R-V-I-E-W, the number four L-I-F-E. Thanks for listening.